Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 32 of The Bailey's Corner. I can't believe we're actually on 32 episodes, but anyway, that's what, it, that's what we're at. And you notice how the Rangers are getting better and better as each episode. We are the reason. We are the people. We are the reason, right? That's what's, that's what's causing it. We are, the, we are the reason. People reason for it. It's habit, mate. It's habit. Um, joining me this week, obviously, can I, before we go into that, can I just say the sterling job? Paul and Baz, the, the, the Rangers podcast version that Ant and Deck done last week um, of hosting, <laughs> hosting the show. And well, I couldn't make it. Brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Paul, I've just seen your private message get out of you. <laughs> no, no, no. What I meant was, I, I, should, I, should, I should amplify it to people who are not privy to the private chat there. Why um, don't you go let everybody in, grasp me and go. No, no, no. During, during the video, when the video plays, you know, everybody's, everybody's mic is muted. And at the intro, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yours wasn't. And the video, the, video didn't, the video didn't play here, but I could hear you moving about. Just as well, it wasn't a day night and dodgy, wasn't it? 
Oh, there you go. You see, really fucking embarrassing. Well, you were doing stuff dodgy. I had to cover my eyes, but I can still hear it. <laughs> Joining me this week, uh, Mr. Baz Bowski. Baz, how are we doing? Staunch t shirt. Hello, thanks very much, mate. I thought you know, get the merch on, get yourself over to copelandstreetwear.co.uk, get a look, get yourself a nice t shirt for the summer for a uh, for when we get out of lockdown. All proceeds go to the Rangers Youth Development, none comes to us. So get yourself there, get yourself a nice t shirt. For the summer, I, uh, me and Paul hosted the show last week. But all the lads thought the gaffers know this week it'll be an early finish. You know, <laughs> get away sharp. Unfortunately, I had them here to the death, mate. They were not happy. Sorry, that's a bit. Need oversight, Myra. Need oversight, Myra. Join us again as well as Mister Paul sees. How are, how are you in this fine week, mate? It's it has been a fine week. Let's face it. That's I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, well, it's been, well, fine's a little thing, isn't it? Been, you talk weather-wise or just everything else-wise? Uh, I'm talking basically everything but Rangers being involved in a holy shit show. It's been it's a fine been, week. It's been, it's been <laughs> amazing that way. Yeah, it's just been... Even even Super Scoreboard's just been an absolute joy to listen to. You know, the, <laughs> so, some, of, some of the meltdowns been fantastic, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, man, uh, hope you are too. How's your one for love, bites? Follow them. Excellent. <laughs> and also we have Derek. Derek, how are we doing, mate? Not host bad. of the Talking Football, the host of the Talking Football podcast, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good to be here. Uh, glad to good, have mate. be back again after a, a couple of weeks sabbatical. I'm, I'm back involved, so uh, I look forward to. It. Well, Ryan Jack back in action this weekend. Oh, can yeah, you can maybe. You're the you're the Ryan Jack of the podcast. That's, 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 <laughs> what what an analogy that is. Yes, you know the thing, Derek. Derek, I thought you were going to be on last week, and uh, I was getting the names together who was going to be on. And Scott here says, "Aye, Derek's coming on." I was like, "Oh yeah, so that's a that's a good team together." And then uh, you must have found out that Scott wasn't hosting it and it was left out to us. And then the next minute, <laughs> Derek's no one this week. <laughs> As I a smart man. Exactly. Is that is that is that in your contract? If Scott's not here, you can't. You're not going to come on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I had to get him to do that, mate, because he hosts his own podcast, and also if I get to him, he might oust me. Is that is that is that the boss clause? <laughs> I might get ousted. That's fine. I don't mind. As long as everybody still enjoys the pod. I might do a Katie Miller on you. <laughs> does, that, does that mean you play? Does that mean you you have the Kenny Miller role on the podcast? You just go wherever you want, and do what you want, say what you want. That's brilliant. I love that. Kiss whatever badge he wants. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I like Kenny. Don't start. So do I. Um, <laughs> has anybody checked any flight prices to Dubai? And that they're quite fucking reasonable, now, lads. Don't you? Good. Stay a mask, we. Stay a lot of hand sanitizer on that. Um, but you, you, you can go, it's a good trip. But there's a few had a wee bout, a wee, wee out in there a couple of weeks ago last week. Was it? Oh, aye, aye. Yeah, okay. Fucking shit, shit went down, mate. Shit went down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to lose, we are going to lose Big Duffy through it, I know. Fuck's sake. Do you want to see Nottingham Forest sniffing about him? Like, oh, no, in the start, we're only kidding. Fucking yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can keep him. Keep him here, keep him here. Can you, can you imagine him and Joe Warrell together? Oh, Aye, and Big McKenna. Aye, and then, oh, oh my god. And you yeah. start thinking, you know what? Sender Ross and Robbie Kiernan wasn't that bad. <laughs> Solid partnership. 
Well, he had, an, <laughs> he had an assist the other night there, Shane Duffy, didn't he? He had a, an assist. He did, mate. It was a beautiful. He had a, a lovely assist at that. Oh, no, Jesus. Don't, so I thought he said he said he had an had a sister there, and I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I seen there was a, there's a video clip doing the rounds that when he was playing for Brighton, he scored two OGs as well. I seen that. There was some cracking finishes. Ah, that's great. Right. I, 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 and he gets sent off, didn't he? Yeah, and then Balogun came on and scored straight away. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Balogun, that's right. He, he gets sent <laughs> off. He two own goals against Cardiff or something. I can't remember who it was. I, he, he gets sent off. Balogun came on. He that scored. And the opposition team gave him their man in the match. That Duffy, their man in the match. <laughs> it's funny. One, one of the goals, Declan John had the shot, right? It strikes, strikes the post and then it hits uh, Duffy and Duffy puts it in. <laughs> It's, By the uh, way, you'll be seeing a lot of Declan John, won't you? Well, yeah, I, I, was, I, was hoping, I, I was, I was, I was hoping to, but um, he got injured in trading, so he was like, he's <coughs> for the next four weeks. Oh, for Christ's sake! So he's uh, he's done his hamstring in training, but they do that murder ball at Bolton, so he's went in there with no real match experience and all that, and he's right. just been he's just been run to the ground and he's pulled his pulled his hamstring. So hopefully he'll be back uh, quite right. soon because he'll be a big player for them. Quite like, quite like Declan John was at Rangers. No saying he's, no saying he's, you know, a dreaded Bonabarisic, but he was, he was decent at that the level of the time Aye. we were at, you know. Um, I'm going to go to some of the comments. There'll be a few comments, I think, like that tonight. 55, <laughs> the magic number. Can he beat it? Um, Fridge, how we doing, mate? Now, let's just, let's just pause it on Fridge for a minute. Go for it. Right? Because some people might have noticed, what is that fishbowl that Scott's drinking? And it is not a fishbowl. It is indeed if I brought that up to the camera. A Battle Fever podcast gin glass. Right. Oofed. Now, now, I'll also show you what else is right. And this is courtesy, by the way. Don't you, don't you, Fred? I need to thank him for this. And I, and I gave him some stick because I say he's a colleague and all that. But he is, he's actually a mate, right? And I have to say that because it offends him if I don't. And uh, that's there's a nice whiskey glass to go with it and all, which you have got from, from Fred, I believe. I've uh, now, what we're thinking is we're going to do a wee range of these in case there's people out there who like gin and like vodka and like rum and like whiskey and whatever. You could put it in this one of these lovely glasses and we're going to try and get it set up that people can buy these glasses and part of the proceeds, once the manufacturing costs are done, the rest of it will go to the Rangers Youth Development Company. So again, you're investing in our club, which I think is cool. What, what other podcasts are doing that, eh? No, mate, no, I mean, Nadia Lindsay in Pokemon's here. It goes to the club. I saw my house is 40 bits. I'm in my studio here, it's 40 bits. I've had to set up a sports shop in the background in order to make ends meet because you're putting all the money back into Rangers just development, but it's all worth it. You know, like I say, when you're sitting there, when you buy these t shirts and you're sitting there in Ibrox in a couple of years' time and you see the youngsters running out 19 year olds, elbowing the guy next day, did you get one of the battle fever? You did, me and you, me and you. You know, pointing to the boy. That was that was us that done that or contributed. So be contributed. Be contributed. Um there's there's a few people saying what is the day for Bucky? Well, you could be Bucky and that if you want. I'm just not a Bucky drinker, right? I'm not a Bucky drinker, I'll admit that I know I like my gin. So I put gin in it because it's a gin glass. But you could be Bucky and if you want, doesn't matter. Right, I'll tell you about the day for Bucky. We'll do a like a like boxing gloves. The battle yes. fever on it. And that's for the, the Bucky drinkers. <laughs> also boxing gloves. How about how about a sort of like uh, these blood bags you get? You turn upside down. You can put a bucket in that, and then you get a stand, and you can just intervene and feed it. 
<laughs> John's actually come up with a good idea, which is let me think. Beer glasses, that's a crack and shout, Fridge. You're on yeah. that, mate. <laughs> um, Barney, no, Barney, how's, the, <laughs> how's the bourbon from one of those glasses? <laughs> delicious, absolutely delicious. I had the pleasure of trying it last night. A lovely wee gentleman, Jack, and uh, some ice down, it's down the stair. So I'm not having it at the start of the podcast, but we'll see how we progress. Down, downstairs, don't, don't, don't you mean uh, it's uh, several doors away because you're in your studio, remember, Faz? It's not, it's not, Aye, I'm uh, in my studio, but it's a multi leveled studio, mate. It's not, oh, right, okay. I'm not, I'm not a tramp, you know what I mean? I've got stairs in my studio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, always fell, I always fell down those stairs out your studio one night. You did, you did indeed. I don't know. I don't know if this is a good comment or a bad comment, but it's, Alan says this podcast has probably affected us more than any other. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that, good? Is that bad? <laughs> I hope that's good. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say as a compliment. Ah, so I'm taking it. I'm taking that well. Um, Staunch cold Steve. Oh. <laughs> he says a battle fever beer hat. That'd be quite good. Foam dome thing. Of, you know, yeah, like I, I like that. I like that. Um, so I will. We'll get some of the details up. I did promise Fridge that I would put the details of the guy who done uh, these. I will read out the details because what I forgot to do was put it onto the, the wee thing. Right? So the wee ticker bar there. But what I'll do is I will read it out right now. Um, Stonehouse Gallery, picture frame and photography, fine canvas prints and engraving. And Adam Deans is the guy's name, right? And what I'll do is I'll put their website up on our um, Twitter page and our Facebook page for MD that wants to, and also Instagram for MD that wants to, maybe go and have a wee swatch at some of the stuff because I'm sure the boys will back me up. That is top notch engraving yeah. and, and the, the detail and the credit and the logo and stuff like that. Really, really good, guys. So, when once we get them uploaded for people to buy, as I say, you can be rest assured that it's going to the club, which Goldman Street were made a £350 donation to the Rangers Youth Development Company this week um, through people buying. Poor pods merchandise and I think four lads as well. So thanks very much because it's all, we're all we're all here fighting the same cause, aren't we? We're all here for Rangers, you know. So that's 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 going to your your club and well done for doing that. Yeah, thank you to everybody who's bought stuff. Well done. Yes, and we'll do have a few wee competitions in the next few weeks, and we maybe certain things maybe getting geared away, etc. And for Colton Street, we're, we're arranging that the new, which would be quite good. Um, Andrew Bluebell says, Battle Fever sitcom, like Cheers, where they all meet up in a bar and talk about Rangers and merch. <laughs> I like that idea. I think that's quality. Yeah, that's good. That's what yeah. that is, pretty much. That's for us, mate. It's just we've not got the pub back there because of COVID. We, we, we need to ask, who's, uh, which one's Woody and which one's Norm? That's, uh, who's who's Frasier? <laughs> Battle uh, Fever. None of you watch sitcoms. With that, with that uh, response, Paul, I don't think any <laughs> No, clearly clear not. None of you knew who you were talking about. It was the 80s. You know, you, you lot probably weren't born. No. No, I wasn't, definitely. I wasn't. Fuck off. <laughs> Genuinely, wasn't it? Genuinely. So there you go. That'll make you feel old now. Anyway, Battle Fever, the album. See, Baz finally used that guitar. I'm a bit pulling off. Could be a wee, wee jerking on you. I was in a well, Zoom call you... school pals last on Saturday night. I was hammered and they asked me to get the guitar out and I was, try, I was trying my best to play it. It was out of tune. They couldn't hear it. And then I just, in, in the end, I just went, nah, fuck this. I'm going to sit back to the stand. What we're aiming to do is actually play the intro. Aye, See the intro of the Battle Fever podcast. We'll play the intro. Like, that, that's, that's the live cast. 
That's for the live cast, exactly. We'll a, do live that a live stage show. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll play the intro. By the way, I can't wait for that to happen. Oh, yeah, can I? It's going to be great. I can't wait for that to happen. We go and actually can do a live show, you know, for a pub or something like that and get everybody their ways and have a laugh and a carry on. Exactly. I think they just call that a piss up, mate. Aye, they probably do, mate. Aye, but we'll do some sort of donation. No, 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 no. It's going to be a highly professional and uh, produced um, event. And uh, you've, you've got the uh, background and this sort of stuff, guys. We fully expect it to be uh, all single dancing. In fact, you've seen Ramstein concerts. I kind of wonder what that with, with the pyrotechnics and flames. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> am, I, am I hoping for too much? Do you know something? I've just realised we are 14, almost 15 minutes into this podcast. We're not talking about anything about football yet. It's brilliant. I know, I know. It's because we're it's being called. Like it's because you're getting a fucking blether. Shut your whole I've got no idea what you're talking about. My family called him it. Your guitar, I think. <laughs> oh, right, I see. I think that's what it is. I've come right out of my shell since I started watching this pod. That's what we do, mate. That's what we do. Here, there's a clue. There's a, there's a game. Live show and you have to guess who is who from those who comment. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. I like that. I think it'll be easy to fucking go blue. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll be standing there like that, fucking with his fingers in the air. <laughs> yeah. Barney, can we get some battle fever condoms for me? <laughs> Well, you got a date planned. He's obviously got a date planned for the end of lockdown. <laughs> He's fucking penciled it in, isn't he? He's penciled it in. See when that lease came on here, that's it. Oh, <laughs> Matt, the you, that's good planning. It's good planning, that. You say, you say he's penciled in, what, the condom? Well, you, you don't use a pencil, mate. Like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> anyway, there was, there, was, there was Rangers games last week. Oh, aye, football. Last, football. Last Sunday, we obviously went up and done a bit of um, sheep hoarding, didn't we? We kind of, you know, hoarded them into a pen and give them a right good pummeling and then take the foot off the gas and let them back into it, which really annoyed me at the time because um, I thought, why did we do that? But anyway, first half, Buzz, your, your impression <laughs> on that first half, mate, because, no, hold on, see if we yet no, that's taking it too far. That is taking it way too far. <laughs> there is no chance you're getting a bird with that on it. No chance. Gone. You know what I mean? You'd need, to, you'd need to use a pencil to draw in the teeth that were missing. No. Nature, nature. But it's first half at Aberdeen, mate. All right, so we've been up to Aberdeen. Uh, and while we're speaking about Aberdeen, a wee shout out to the lovely Miss Rachel, who lives up in Aberdeen, but she's a staunch Blue Nose, loves the Glasgow Rangers. It's her first time watching the Battle Fever podcast. She was a big fan of We Welcome to Chase podcast, and she was wondering what happened to us all. So I had to explain to her, look, this is a new setup. We're all over here at the Battle Fever podcast. So Thanks very much for tuning in, the lovely Miss Rachel. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and I hope you're wearing your Ranger shirt like the stage we're going to be. And uh, I enjoy the show. So, on oh, Seven as well. Seven's up there, anyway. He's a he's an Aberdeen man, so fuck you, mate. Um, <laughs> so, we set up, I think we set up pretty much, I don't think it was a surprise. McGregor on the sticks, Tav Golton, Balligan, Borna Barisic, which are back for Davis Kamara, Aribo in the middle of the pitch, and Haji Morelos and Kent. Up front. Now we know every time we go up to Pit Audrey, it's a tough place to go. They came out and really the whole ethos was to put the boot in. They, they didn't look as if they were really interested 
and playing that much football. However, they had a couple of chances. Um, so did we in the first half. It was a pretty end-to-end. We were, we were under the pressure as, as per usual. However, as far as the first half went, it was decent to watch from a, a neutral's point of view. We were under the cosh a wee bit, but um, we didn't really kick on until the until the second half. So there's not really much to report in terms of the first half. But when was the penalty? Was the penalty the first half? Yeah, penalty the first half and our first goal as well. Yeah, see, it is this. You know what I mean? I, I, I've got notes about the game and he's one on chronological order, and I've got <laughs> a, a, a first half, second half. So I'm going to be on the ball next time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as it, do you know what sometimes you get this horrible feeling and, and when we get the penalty I had this horrible feeling that he was going to miss it and unfortunately he, he just did but was that nine penalties in a row it's because he, he was going it. for ten in a row mate that's not done him it just doesn't do happen does it ten just doesn't happen so the Morelos goal again Morelos is looking much sharper now to touch on Bathy's goals fantastic assists for Kent but what impressed me most about on Fredo Morelos was his first touch. He just took that one wee touch to give him a, a half a yard, a yard space, get the ball into that perfect position. He hit it. He done that with both goals. He's looking a lot sharper, a lot quicker than he has in previous games. And I'm pretty sure now this is him getting his confidence, getting focused. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain he's going to push on second half of the season and he uh, shows, you know, the real of Fredo Morelos. So that's all I've for the first half. I hope, so. I hope so, because Paul, I think we've seen Alfredo start to come back. He's his old self a wee bit. You know, he looked, he looked, and I, I hate saying he looked interested because I always they think he's looked interested. It's just Alfredo's way that he, he he looks disinterested at times, and that's no true about him, right? Because he's still his work rate's still been tremendous after this season, despite maybe the goals not being there. But on on Sunday, he got rewarded with the goals, and I did text some of my mates in a group chat, and I says. Seeing the big games and the games where we, where we might need to you know, go up there and, and people will be thinking, right, this is, a, this is Rangers now, they'll bottle it now. We need more big players to step up. And what I could see was Kenny getting in about it as he normally does. Morelos, back to where, not back to where he should be, but certainly on the road here, mate. I th- yeah, I think so. Um, a lot is down to confidence and a little bit of luck as well. I mean, he's, he's been, as you say, he's been playing really well. He's been... Deployed them in a sort of deeper role, you know, to try and drag defenders out all over the place, and and his and link up play has been fantastic. But you're right. I mean, as Baz alluded to, his first touch was fantastic. You know, he was he's making that yard half yard for himself, and it was just it just allowed him to get a bit more uh, freedom to do what he wanted to do. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say he was any more up for it than um, Sunday than he has been previous yeah. games. I think he just got that little bit. I think what he was trying to do was coming off for once and he got his rewards on Sunday. I mean, the first goal was fantastic of taking I say, he spun the defender beautifully, half yard, boom, back in the net, and then with his left foot, and then the second goal, same again, a little bit of space, bang, right foot, back in the net. And I thought, I think once once he get the first goal, you can see the, the smell, the, the smell, big, that lovely big smell he's got returned, and he was just brimming with confidence at that point, and he put another one away. I was hoping for the perfect hat-trick, you know what I mean? You know, I was hoping he was going to get an end of a cross his head and get a perfect hat-trick. It never came off, but no, I was delighted yeah. for him. Derek, I noticed as well that, that Gerard says, and it's just kind of what Johnny was saying there, um, that he, he says that Fred O'Mellis played more central. Uh, Gerard said in his interview that when maybe the goals haven't been there and things haven't been off for Alfredo, he's been dropping deeper and deeper, you know, trying to make things work. As all strikers do, try to come in and, and go to the ball a wee bit. 
Alfredo is dangerous when he stays, you know, obviously he, he does drift to, to the other side, but when he stays central and he's focused on scoring goals, that's when the wee man's, you know, at his best, you know, I would say. Um, and I think he did see that. I think that's right that Johnny was saying there and, and what obviously the manager said at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've seen stats as well where um, sort of position was in between sort of between the goals and uh, he scored twice against St Mirren. That's the only other time where uh, he's been positioned so so much in between the goals. That's what you want in there because you know he can finish like we've seen uh, on on Sunday. Um, he's been playing a different role this season in the main. is not he's been sort of dragged out wide and what have you and. And like you say, Scotty has been playing a, a team role, if you like. Maybe not been banging the goals in, but uh, that's that's not really been an issue with um, other players chipping in. Um, but certainly, if you can get Alfredo finding the back of the net in the second half of the season, then you, you, you're on your winner, really, aren't you? Because in the, in historically, he sort of starts the season, well, doesn't he? And then he sort of tails off. So um, if you sort of reverse that this season, then it's, it, it's, the signs are good. Well, you seen Bazzi's start to last season. Really, we couldn't have done without him. And when he went off the boil, Rangers then ended up going off the boil. So you could see then that if this year it's turned, as Derek says, and, and we're going to see the Alfredo of the first half of last season, the second half of this season, it's only a matter of time when that championship's clinched because the wee man will fire us to it. I want him to score the goal to clinch it. Absolutely. That'd be nice. That would cause chaos, by the way. That would cause chaos. <laughs> Genuinely cause chaos. Um, I just want to touch on what Radu Radu says there because he's a Romanian fella who's watching the podcast and um, I'm actually really, really chuffed that he is. He says, hello from Romania. I support Rangers since 2007 when he beat Celtic 3-0. Remember that game well. Barry Ferguson and no uh, scored one and Nova scored two. Rangers and Celtic games were tele televised here until 2012. I wonder why it wasn't after that. Eh? I wonder what happened in Scottish football that stopped it being beamed around the world because the biggest club wasn't in there. Since then, Rangers you know, get back to the SPFL. Was that when you go, Buzz? No, I was going to say, whatever happened in 2012, they should mention it because he's pulled to get up and leave. But he's back now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here sweating. The wife's got the radiator turned up full belt. And I'm like, Jesus. So I had to go and turn it down. So he says, since then, Rangers get back to the SPFL. I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's what I We don't what do walking away. No. <laughs> Uh, amazing results in the Europa League, including one in head to head over the likes of Braga, Sporting, uh, Benfica, and Porto. And then he said, They're buzzing away now, all a matter of time. They went 55 and journey's complete. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Radu, yeah, superstar here for watching us. Um, quality. Uh, international, get Hey, Radu, you mind a glass? Try gin. You have a gin glass here, you know, with the podcast logo on that one, mate. Show everybody in Romania you're a blue nose. Tastes good tea. So it does. Sorry, mate. Eric. How would you say you got you got to mention Morelos's goal? Even even the first goal as well. I mean, you see Johnny Hayes line in his half ah, after Tav just spun him a new one. You know, and then the second goal is tremendous as well. And we should have buried it after that. No, it's good about the first goal. I mean, Tavnir had just missed that penalty, but he doesn't let it affect him. You know what I mean? He just carries on regardless. It was a horrific penalty. I think we were all in agreement, but to just not let it affect him, carry on with the game. And like you said, skin the boy, set up the goal. Brilliant. Um, second goal as well. Very much like the first. It was 
tremendous. Uh, they just sort of carved Aberdeen open. The ball found its way to Morelos. One touch, boom, and it's in the back of the net. And then you're thinking, I'm thinking to myself, this could be three or four at least, the way they're playing. So that's what you're saying. The, the sort of goal for Aberdeen came out of nothing. And then you're sitting, you're, you're sitting I guess it's just scar tissue. You're thinking to yourself, oh, we've seen this story uh, so many times before. But in, in truth, I think they were comfortable from, from then on in, I think. See, but after we scored the second goal, we, we you did see we did take the penalty <coughs> slightly. Parry had probably justified, right? Because they've played a lot of football since August, right? And it's easy for us to sit there and go, "Come on, fucking ham and tongs for ninety minutes." But I was sitting, my missus was watching the game with me, and I was sitting, sitting, I'm like, "You're fucking taking the fat off the gas." That's how we get punished. And she's like, "You didn't know they can't hear you, didn't you?" I know, man. Fucking bed. <laughs> Event at somebody, um, and then obviously in the goal, and then I'm like, I tell you, see, I tell you, and she's like, but they couldn't hear you seeing that was coming, no. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, does it? I know, but fucking, you just they don't understand. But Paul, we've seen it coming a mile off, mate. Huh? Yeah, somebody's somebody's got a phone too close to a speaker or something. I don't know what's going on. It's that's really, really, it's interfering quite badly. It's mine. It's mine. Pardon? It's, it's off now. Maybe it's ah, mine. Okay. So I couldn't hear it in there. Okay. No, it's just this up interference. That's 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 no, I'm not talking about a stupid boat here. Do you know what I mean? Fine, 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 fine. Do you know started a boat versus plane fucking argument? See what I mean? We give you everything. Yeah, there's only one winner in that one. That's a definitely a boat. Um, <laughs> okay, mate, you, you, what was the question you asked me again, sorry? Oh, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. See, you started saying microwaves. I was hearing things going off in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah. all, all, your, all your thinking's curry. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, uh, yeah, I completely, I completely forgot the question you asked me. It was, it was really quite. Sort of, anyway, um, no, Your thoughts in second half? My thoughts in second half. Hi, yeah. all right. No, I think. Um, oh, yeah, I can't remember what you were talking about. Um, I think we're talking about uh, the when you got steam and stuff like that. Just look for pressing and pressing and pressing. Take your foot off the gas. Take your foot off the gas. We have played a lot of football, but I think what's quite impressive is the fact that for weeks and weeks now, we haven't been playing particularly well. Not the standards we were at the start of the season, but we're still getting results. We're still getting what we need. We're still winning. We're still getting those points. And that's a mark of champions in my book. End of story. And so in the second half, we weren't great. They scored against us, um, but we, st- we got the result in the end. Mark of champions. Last year, Baz, we gave up a two-goal lead up there. You know, I think that shows us, Paul, saying the progress this year. 100%. The teams get better and better. And it's kind of creeped up on everybody. Maybe you have noticed it. And it wasn't just the, 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 the signings that get brought in. You talk about making signings to, to make your, your starting 11 better, but the, the players that we have at the club this season who have improved, like Connor Goldson, uh, Tavernier, Scotty Arfield, these guys have just got better and better. So, but as, as Paul touched on there, the difference is we can have a poor game and still... And still win the game, still get the three points. Like as uh, Andrew just uh, said, there fifteen wins in a row. Does indeed, does indeed say it all. But the thing is, another thing that 
I think that we seem to have over other teams is fitness. I don't know what they're doing in the training ground, but other teams seem to be getting a wee bit more gassed quicker than, than we do. And see when it gets to that 78th minute, 75 minutes, we're still playing at a higher tempo that other teams don't necessarily you know, have it in the tank to, to continue to play at that level. Now, the past few games I've noticed we're, we're, we're getting put under a lot of pressure, but we're dealing with it. The back four is absolutely solid. We're dealing with the pressure. And then when we're in, when we're in possession, it's wave after wave a attack. And I don't think teams can handle playing at that tempo for 90 minutes. Whereas we, we, we somehow managed to play at the same level of intensity for the for the duration of the game. So I think that, that that's the difference between this year last year. Derek, we are kind of pushing forward a wee bit and obviously we were in the transfer window now, etc. I, I can't speak for Baz and Paul, but I'm guilty myself if I'm watching Rangers. I don't see other players, right? I don't even see sometimes Rangers are, well, I do see Rangers are playing poorly, but see when it whistle goes and Rangers have got one goal more it's a great result when we move on, right? Don't care about it. You being a, from a journalist point of view and watching Bolton and all that and having to do a job, what do you make? Because for all us, it was a bit out the blue, but Scott Wright possibly joining the club for Aberdeen, right? What do you think, mate? What do you think about Scott Wright as a player? Have you seen much of him? Do you see where he fits into your team? Do you think he enhances the team? I'd I'd love to answer you properly, Scott, but I've no idea. I've I've never really seen him. That's kind of where we're all at. That's kind of where we're all at. That's the thing. It's. I don't know, he might turn, but I always get this thing about Jake Hastie in my head. Jake yeah, Hastie, yeah. you know, it's the same type of player for me. I don't, I, that's not to say the boy isn't a good player, he might well be a good player. I just, I've not seen enough of him, like Derek's saying as well, to see where he comes in and, and is involved in the Rangers squad. But he wants, he wants yeah, to bring, be, sorry, he wants sorry, to bring sorry, him in this day. month, so he must rate him highly. Um, exactly. Like, like uh, I'd assume that Ross Wilson and Stephen Gerrard know a lot more about the player than what we do, so you can only uh, judge it by that. And uh, I mean, they'll, they'll improve the player at the, at the end of the day. I don't think he's the end product as well. So he's young enough. I think he's one of those that like you can just mould him into uh, what the player that they want. But like you say, we've got Jake, Jake Hasty as well in the books, and that's that's what you're thinking of. Where he came, uh, you think to yourself, oh, he'll be. He'll be He'll get a shot, but he's not really had a look in us. Is, is he still at Motherwell? Is that, is, still at Motherwell. Yeah. Still at Motherwell. All right. Baz, Paul, see before you came in. We've got a wee bit for Gerard on the Scott Wright situation right now. Comment on I that. I think what we're keen to do is uh, to do everything right and be respectful to Aberdeen and Derek um, and also Scott as well. Um, you know, things are progressing well uh, in terms of trying to get it tied up for next season. I think that's the priority. Um had a conversation with Derek um, after our game, which I felt was the right time to do it. You know, we didn't want it to interfere with either side's preparations going into that game. Um, you know, and if it can be done in this window, that would be a bonus um, and a boost to us. Having said that, we want to be respectful to the opposition um, and Scott himself. So I need to leave that now to the people that talk above me in terms of the Aberdeen board and Rangers board. Um, if something can be done then great if not um, the priority for me is to get it tied up for next season so obviously it's very close to they'll try to get it done this this window um, but it's certainly going to be tied up for, for next season and I probably know that Paul couldn't see that Baz could you see it I've seen it fine thanks very much for asking um, 
Now, what I'm going to say is not really get anything to, to do with what Gerard said. But Gerard goes about his business uh, very professionally. I can't say the same for Derek McInnes, who likes to just fucking run his mouth at every interview, you know what I mean? Um, he kind of let the cat out of the bag. I mean, if you look at the way Rangers have conducted their business in the summer, there were signings coming out of nowhere, and they didn't know about it. There was, there was no rumours, or well, there was obviously loads of rumours, but it was like all these daft rumours, bang, Rangers have made a signing, they didn't know about it, right? So we kind of go about our business quietly and respectfully, whereas Derek McInnes is like, aye, well, they've showed interest and, you know, running his mouth. Anyway, so we talk a bit about Scott Wright. He's 23-year-old. He's come up, he came up through the Aberdeen youth system. He's a left winger, but he can also play in the right, and I think that that's what Rangers are looking for. They're looking for, um, you know, players who can play in both sides of the wing, but, for, you know, if they're rotating or moving about the pitch. You don't want one player that's kind of... I mean, the funny thing is, he's right-footed, he's right but he plays in the left, so, you know, he can... This is what I'm looking for, Paul. Interchangeable. Versatile. Okay. Yes, we'll go with two great words: interchangeable and versatile. No, he had a loan spell at Dundee in 2018, so he probably trained and played beside Glen Kamara at, at that time. Uh, this season, all competition: sixteen games, five assists, and two goals. <clears throat> no, I know you mentioned Jake Casey there. Sometimes you sign players within Scotland that works. It doesn't work. Look, Glen Kamara is a, a cracking example where. You know, somebody you picked up for fifty grand at Dundee, and you think, is that is that going to be a, is that the right signing? It proved it is. You know, the guy's worth millions now. He's he's raised his game with the players on about him. Maybe maybe right will be that that same player that you know can can raise his game to the level that's playing on about him now. Obviously, we've had players that we've signed that hasn't quite worked out. Like Hasty, Jordan Jones, and Stewart. You could argue they're wingers, and it's no kind of worked out for them. Even Greg Dockett, we brought him in, and it, it's no worked out for him. So, the player that I'm kind of concerned about is Glenn Middleton. You know, if we're bringing in a, a young player, 23-year-old, where does... Glenn Middleton was out on loan at Hibs and then he went to Bradford last season. So, I'm kind of thinking maybe he's no longer in the, the long-term plans either if we're bringing in, you know, Scott Wright. But I'm guessing Scott Wright's said marked as a player of the future and maybe not necessarily for right now. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange signing for me. However... The signings that they've made seem to, seem to have worked well, and there's only one way to find out, you know. There's only one way to find out, and that's to give the guy a chance. Paul, is that what we have today here? We have to just trust the manager's judgment and trust uh, Ross Wilson's judgment, and you know, they've never really let us down, have they? Well, that's I was just going to say. Uh, since Ross Wilson's come to the club, but him and Gerard have worked very, very well. Look at some of the signings they've brought in, they've all been, all been, been pretty good, you know. And, uh, People will say, oh, but Itton, you know, he's come from abroad, young man, still finding his feet, big club, not used to it. I think, it's, I think the boy, uh, right, could be, I've seen a little bit of him and he's tremendously quick. He's got really, really quick feet. Um, I mean, I've seen all sorts of uh, stuff about about him from Aberdeen fans, you know, saying the guy's, the guy's a fantastic talent, future captain, our best player, yada, yada, yada. Oh, he's, he's going to say for Rangers, I shape. <laughs> he, only, he, only, he only plays one good game in ten. You know, it's that, it's that, it's that mentality. Um, but no, I think I, I trust Wilson and Gerard. Um, and I, they, if, if they're wrong, then they're wrong. It's as simple as that. But there's no harm, no foul with this. And if we stick, stick uh, Greg, Greg Stewart in as a late, as a lightweight, as a make weight for it as well, he's not getting the game for the club. He's so far down the pecking order now. 
You know, he's just he's, he's barely getting a sniff of the bench. <laughs> I don't mean that in a kinky way. Um, but you know what I mean? He's barely he's he's barely he's barely getting he's barely getting near the bench now. So um for his career, away, and for his for his career, um I, I think I think it's maybe a good if he does go, it'd be a, it'd be a good move for him as well. Um because he's done nothing wrong to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? He's just been unfortunate. So, um, so, 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 so that's that's not only Greg Stewart now going to join Aberdeen. He also has been revealed here is that he sniffs benches. And oh, I didn't say that. that. <laughs> didn't say that. You know the thing, that, this is another thing that proves how far we've came as a club and how far we've came as a team. If you look at some of the players that aren't getting the game and some of the players that went out the door, right? Jimmy Murphy's went to Hibs and he's looked great. Greg Dockett's been down south, looked great. They've been out in, out in loan and every week you've seen them they were, they were either getting assists or getting goals. I thought Greg Stewart, anytime he's come on for Rangers, he's looked particularly decent. And the same for Jordan Jones. I think Jordan Jones' issue might not be his talent. It might be another issue somewhere else in terms of his attitude. I don't know. Uh, and, and Jake Casey, I thought, looked really good at Motherwell. So this just goes to show that, you know, we're quite willing to take a chance on these players and give them the opportunity to step up their game. And some of them just don't have the, the capability to do it. But that just goes to show how good this team has become when you've got players like Murphy, Dockery, Stuart, JJ and Dasty that are going right back at the door. Well, Jimmy Murphy get man of the match the other night, did he know? Pass. Celtic at Park Heath. I'm sure he get man of the match. I'm sure I've seen that somewhere. Guy's a player. Unfortunately, it was the, it was the Park at Command that we kind of gubbed him a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? Because I thought even under Gerard, he was going to play a part. But I think we can uh, maybe evolved as a team, as Baz is saying, the, the progression of our team that maybe we have just went to that other level, and there can be there can be any sentiment, you know, because the Rangers supporters or whatever, it has to, we have to go with the best players that we can possibly get, and Look, that's why we're sitting on the brink of the world record fifty-five titles. I think I think I think uh, having those kind of players at the time was 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 our was the level we had. Yeah, yeah. But we are now now going leaps and bounds above that. Do you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. it's it's unfortunate for them that they're, they're decent, they're decent players, they're nice guys, but you know what I mean. At the end of the day, if you can't perform to the level we are now operating at, for the for the sake of our football club and for the sake of their career, they have to move on. Yeah, yeah. There's not much more you can say about Aberdeen. We went up there, had a job today, got the three points back down the road, and we've also apparently took one of their players and all at the same time. So. What, what did you make of it? There was a, there was a couple of uh, contentious decisions, wasn't there, with regards to challenges at penalty, where the boy gets sent off hedges and then uh, cut his main way. I, I don't know what he was thinking when he went, went through in, in Barisic and how he never gets sent off, I'll, I'll never know. I think... See if the first isn't a red, mains is a red. It's straight away, the ref doesn't even think about it. But the, the first is a red by the letter of the law. Whether yeah. you think it's harsh or no, yeah, the rules of the game state, aye, it's a red card. Done. It was it was harsh, but that's a, that's a letter of the game, letter of the law. That's the rules of the game. Unfortunately for Ryan Hedges, I think he had to walk it up to the point. I think um, Curtis Mays was a haircut, anyway. Exactly, yeah, that, that Alice band. Um, uh, but I think Curtis Mays was a red all day long in any other game, in any, you know, in any other game in any part of the pitch on any, any part of the world. It's a red all day long. The very fact that McInnes subbed, subbed him a few minutes later, got him off the pitch, spoke yeah. volumes. You know, he was like, I'm getting out. You know, he, was, he knew he was out of control. Did you hear the Zagos on Sorry? I, 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 I was, in oh. fact, I think we should put it up in the chat, but I, 
I heard him shouting um, I can't mind what he was saying. He got a free match banned for less or something like that. He was saying, <laughs> shouting, shouting. Do you know what? That's been one of the great things about this is uh, you can hear Alan, Alan McGregor, you know, the great or not the shouting and ball. Did you see the other game the other week when Connor Goldson passed the ball back to McGregor? And it might have been the Aberdeen game. And it was a shit pass and uh, McGregor had to control it. And then you, ju- you just seen Connor Goldson go like that. Sorry, mate. Sorry. He must have realised he was going to get his ass kicked. But uh, it's the other game as well that somebody made an ass or something and he actually started shouting at Ryan Jack because Ryan Jack was closer. And he's like, fucking tell him, Jacko! Fucking tell him! That's been one of the good things about having the fans in. You can actually hear Alan McGregor shouting and bawling. Like on, that, on, that, on that note, just because Derek's here, you, you, you obviously you, you do the commentary for Bolton and you sit in the stadiums um, with no fake noise and you can hear everything that's going on. Is it a completely different world to hear the manager shouting instructions and hear the players shouting at each other uh, and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. You can hear everything. Um, Bolton has got Matt Jilks now in gold, and since he brought him in, he's, he, he doesn't stop, you know what I mean? He's there, but he's like McGregor. He's that sort of mould. He just keeps shouting at the players constantly for the uh, for the full 90 minutes, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't stop. And... Uh, uh, yeah, you can hear you can hear absolutely everything, which is good in a way because you get gets you sort of closer to uh, the action and, and what players are saying to each other. But at the same time, you're, you're wanting the, the fans back in there. In fact, Bolton did because they were on a poor run, um, so the manager felt they would put the fake crowd noise in in the stadium. Horrific! It didn't work. They get gubbed anyway, so he's like, ah, tried it, didn't work. Well, they did it again, but it was horrendous. <laughs> but, 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 so when they were a goal behind it's like, boo <laughs> not that not that not that there's a winner Ned Stevens. there's a winner funniest one was the Celtic player shouting at Barkas come for it Barco we need to be strong 1-0 Rangers <laughs> yes I love it I love it maybe somebody else pointed out about that mob I, I mean I don't I know we're not here to talk about that no we're here to talk about the famous Glasgow Rangers, but somebody pointed out that Bruni get the ball and pass it to the side to McGregor and then started shouting at McGregor, pass it forward, pass it forward. After he just pass it to the side. Are you fucking pass it forward, you useless bastard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Pass to McGregor, should I shout it back to you? There you go, Dallas, Texas. See the thing with Curtis Main, but I mean, see if that's Morelos, then he's getting sighted, isn't he? Mate, mate, if that's Morelos, it doesn't matter whether they sent three Rangers players out before that. Morelos was, there wasn't even a hesitation in would that you, red card was coming out. Would you say the Morelos elbow in the Dundee United game was worse than that? No. No, I'm, so, no definitely not. So you're thinking to yourself, what's going not. on here? Shocking. And then you've got your man, Sam, your man, Sam Cos, uh, Cos, 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 Sam Cosgrove, Sam Cosgrove, 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 Sam Cosgrove. Pushing and fouling, like, consistent fouling, constantly consistent fouling. And I don't think he get booked once. The boys come in, he's pushing people in the back all the time. He's throwing cheeky wee digs as well. He gets away with it all the time. He's a dirty big bastard, Sam Cosgrove. And I don't know how he gets away with it. So Lewis Vegas done 13 or 15 fouls. Eventually, he then get booked. So like, what? See the old film game as well. See Sorrow. You seen the FC That shoe had four. How many fucking classes persistent fouling now? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you get fucking four. 
The thing is, so 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 so, so, so was playing the Craig was playing the Craig Brown role. Uh, Craig, uh, the Craig Brown, <laughs> the Scott, the Scott, hello. He's playing the Scott. He's he's playing the Scott Brown role there. But he, well, he thought it was Scott Brown, but they could do persistent fouling and they can get away with it. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just, it was all over the shop. It's quite funny. Hello from Paisley. <laughs> International. Is that, is, that Paisley, is that Paisley in Arkansas? Well done. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I agree with what Fast and Weed here, Derek, kind of looking at your point, trial of the sports scene was suspicious. I can say it, suspiciously quiet as well. That's only one of them. I blame the glass. I blame the glass, mate. I blame the glass. The fridge is spiked up or something. Um, Perhaps no. By the way, going on obviously this weekend, we've got Motherwell coming up. Our, our visit there early doors in the season, well, September, wasn't it? it was a five-one absolute hammering, and we had to score an own goal for them to get a sniff. Uh, and then they came to Ibrox, obviously, just recently, a few weeks back, and played the most defensive formation I think I've ever seen in a football game ever in my life. Um, I, I, I just I'll never get that into my head what they tried to do there, especially off the back of Rangers' defeat to St Mirren. You would expect going one up inside what six seven minutes. You would try and push on and and you know put Rangers under a bit of pressure and ask questions. Nay, nay, fucking chance I wanted to even think about doing that, and they end up obviously deservedly so losing the game. They've changed their manager since then. I seen the first half because I knew. But look, Mullerwell was coming up next. I, I done my scouting thing and I saw the first half of their game against St. Mirren. And I did think they looked um, slightly better. I must admit, again, against St. Mirren, though, we don't know how Graham Alexander is going to go up against a Rangers side, right? Because he's, he's, he's not at that game yet. So we'll need to wait and see. But Derek, do you have any, any inkling of how you think that Graham Alexander's been doing south, you know, coaching yeah. for a bit? Any inkling of how he would go in a game like that? Um, well, for a start, I think it's a good appointment to be Mullerow because he was harshly uh, treated at Salford. He was doing well down there, but then Paul Scholes decided he wanted his pal in, Richie Wellens, and then get rid of him. So it sort of raised a few eyebrows when, when they got shot of him. Um, so it's a decent appointment. I can see why, why he got the job. And I think he'll do a, a decent job. He's got good players. Mullerow got good players. They shouldn't be where they are. You know I mean, they've, they've underachieved yeah. for, for, a, for, this, for the, the whole of the season up, up to now. Um, so I can see them getting a tune out of them. Um, I can see them being defensive again. I think they'll be quite conservative on uh, on Sunday. Not as not what we've seen with Stephen Robinson at Ibrooks. I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll have a go. Um, but I think it'll be pretty much what you see every other SPFL um, side when Rangers play them. They'll just try and yeah. contain, try and get a set piece and, and, and try and get a goal that way. Um, so I don't think we'll see anything, anything new. Uh, just before we go on, Adam Deans has now joined the chat. Adam, your work is uh, a work of art, my friend. Um, and we really, really like these. And I've said to the viewers that they could maybe buy them. And a few of them have suggested Dane beer glasses and all that as well. So hopefully, mate, we'll get a wee, a wee line going where we can make a wee bit of money for the club and for yourself because your work is a craft, shall we say. It's a craft. And by the way, they get you steaming. I couldn't say suspicious earlier. That's been to your glass. That's <laughs> <laughs> what's your thoughts ahead of Motherwell? I mean, there's there's been a few changes at Motherwell, as we know. You know, 
Uh, under Stephen Robinson, they, they came to four part. They, they set up a three five two. We bet them five one. I think that was a game. Eaton came on, uh, came on and off the bench and scored two. Then obviously they set up a wee bit more defensively, and I, when I say a wee bit more defensively, I, I mean it couldn't get any more defensively. The formation was five three two, and we still managed to beat them three one. I think Ruth got a double and again uh, got a goal. So um, the last time they won a game was the second was, was in October. They beat Livingston two 0 Since then they've lost six and drew three. Graham Alexander's come in the seventh of January, and the first outing was against. St Mirren. Now, in recent times, they've set up the formation, maybe a 4 3 3 formation. And I fully expect to be a similar similar formation. I don't think they're going to change that much. Now, when a new manager comes in, you can't you can change everything overnight. So I'm still expecting them to set up a 4 3 3. The team's probably going to look like something like Kelly and Goals, the back four are O'Donnell, Mugabe, eh, Callender. Uh, Carroll back four, uh, Paul with O'Hara and Campbell in the middle with White, Watt and Cole up front. And my prediction for that is 3-0 to the famous Glasgow Rangers. Because as Derek touched on, I don't expect him to sit in. I think uh, Graham Alexander will come up here uh, and maybe play a wee bit more offensive football than this sort of shit that we see up here. So for that reason, I reckon we'll, we'll take three of them. Well, the thing with them is, <clears throat> a new manager they can always get a bounce. Now I would say so if they're if they had their their fans there, I think it would probably be a lift to their team. I, I don't know so much with the fans not being there if that is a, a any sort of advantage, you know, because at the end of the day they did drop points at St Mern, which we know is a tricky place to go because we've been there recently twice. Um, I just think I'm not entirely convinced. I know we don't want to talk about them, but I'm not entirely convinced. They'll get the three points against Livingston, right? I'm, I'm there because of the, the run that Livingston's on, and I think if that bounce then flips over to Rangers going into Sunday and a chance to increase our lead further, I can't see MD MD Stoltman's really the famous last words. I know, but I can't. No, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think uh, if they, which they, they very possibly could, because Livy in a great run just now, um, and stranger things have happened, you know, it's it's just the way the world just now, um. Uh, I think if they drop points tomorrow, um, it'll just give us an even bigger relief. But I think, uh, as Baz said, um, I, I feel quite comfortable and quite confident that we will get a result on Sunday, irrespective of what happens with them tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think we'll get 2-0. Now, you mentioned a, a, a bounce from a new manager. They've already had a, a couple of match, at least one match with uh, Graham Alexander there, and it, it, has, it does play a different different style of football uh, than Steve Robinson. So, um, and yeah, I've been quite impressed with them. I've watched a few sulfur matches, and I thought they played some pretty good football. But that was the level they were at. It's an entirely different ball game, and he's against us. You know, we're a completely different animal than anything he's ever faced. Yeah, and he probably means he's even playing career. We are pretty much a juggernaut just now. Well, even with his not playing well. Um, but we are getting the results out, we're doing the business, we're getting the points, we're heading towards 55. And I think if they drop points tomorrow, um, it's just going to, and it, it will just give us even bigger belief. Now, I actually worked out that if we win all our matches up to the next old firm match, 
And if they play all their games in hand, and in that time they drop four points, we could win the league at Celtic Park. If they drop, if they drop more than four points, and uh, we we could win, we could actually be in a position to win the league at the end of next month. That's how dominant we are. That's how relentless we are just now. And someday I saw a stat actually. Um, they're saying that they, they are they're in a, oh, it's, they've capitulated. They've gone. They've gone a really bad run of form. They're actually only a point worse off at this stage just now than they have been for the previous four seasons. The difference is they are not just bad. They're just, they're, they're, they've just been playing the way they have been for the last few seasons. They're dropping points even there, but still getting results. We've been relentless. We've not dropped anything. It's us. It's a difference. Not them being bad. It's us being outstanding. See, see, people keep saying, um, and whoever wants to come in on this can, but people keep saying about how, just as, who is it that said it in the chat? We just need to keep going and thinking that they'll win every game. That's fine. right? It's even if they win every game or they don't win every game. It's immaterial to me. What I think yep. Rangers should be looking today is smash the records that we can smash ourselves for in terms of points total, in terms of goals, in terms of lead at the top of the table, how, how, how many points you can win the league by. Fucking foot to the floor and let's let's create record, records for us because that's what, that's what we do. You know, we've got world records. We are the most successful football club on the planet. So... That that to me should be our focus. That to me should be our motivation. Even if they drop points tomorrow, yes, of course, objective one, get the league in the bag as quickly as possible. After that, let's look at the records that we can get. I think it's something was it 106, 107 points we can accumulate yeah. between now and May. That's, that's, a hell, yeah. that's a hell of a start, by the way. I think I think, it's, I think we have to very much a case of forget what's going on around about. Very much I, I don't want to say the word blinkered, but that's the way we kind of have to be. Forget the outside world. Forget what's going on in the rest. And by that, and by that I mean footballing world, Scottish football in the Premier League. <clears throat> Not the greater world in general because there's too much going on there. I'm talking about forget what's going on with the other teams in the SPL. We have to be solely blinkered and solely focused on doing what we have to do. Players have to, all they have to do is think, win. Win, win, win. Fuck everything else. We've got to win. If we win our matches, champions. It's, it's oh, that simple. I'll tell you what it is, right? See what you're talking about, players being focused. Players, they need to be focused. They shouldn't be concentrating what other, other teams are doing. Every yep. day they go in and they focus. But the thing that keeps distracting them, the thing that keeps on getting in their ear, the thing that keeps on pulling them off what they're supposed to be fucking looking at is the sound of a fucking pen clicking every two seconds. That's really? why they keep them. Because I've, been, because I've been using this one all night. I can hear clicking that pen, Paul. Well, it's, no, it's no coming from me. I'll tell you what, Baz, you watch this podcast back, and I'm sure people in the chat will tell you as well. I've been sitting doing this because I know, and I, and I oh, stick it well oh. away, that this one here, this drives you nuts. I, so I, I always put it away to the back behind the monitor so I can't get it. Is it when you twist? You twist it. Hang on, hang on. Watch. No, that's silent, Baz. So. How do I put this? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be really nice and gentle because you're my pal. I'm going to be very eloquent with this, but fucking moon you. I know, Paul. We'll give you that one. But you had the pen. I no, think, do you know, do me, do, do, do what I think it is? It's somebody's. It's about, could be that. Or if Derek moves, because there's maybe a clicking in Derek's phone as he moves. Oh, can you blame Derek? It's usually you, Paul. Come on, nine times out of ten, it's you. You're sitting with a pen in your hand. I can be forgiven for thinking it's you. 
You know what I mean? Oh, you're fucking, you're fucking. Come on, you're you're taking the mic. Cut the man. You try to drive him up. He's not. Man. <laughs> why on earth? Why on earth? Would it, my, my my rotating pen doesn't click. Listen. Uh, <laughs> he's clicking out a lot of shit. He's saying under it. Sorry, viewers, the listeners, this is an joke. Right, we're going to go. To, we're going to restore a bit of professionalism by bringing Steve really? together. Oh, so, I think we'd bring Demick into the conversation. <laughs> well, look, a manager always goes in and, and, and tries to put his own stamp on things. Um, normally, you get a bit of a bounce and a boost, and you, you galvanise your, your players, uh, and people normally get a fresh start and a, a fresh slate to work from. Um, I'm not sure how they seen their results against St Mirren, but to go away from home in this league and, and, and get a point um, seems like a positive result for a start. Um, and I'm sure they're going to be trying to do everything they can to try and derail us and try and be the first team to beat us from a league point of view this season. Um, so we expect a tough challenge and we'll certainly respect a new manager going in and, and things can be slightly different. Um, and we have to be ready to adapt to whatever's thrown at us. Um, but our focus and our preparation has been uh, majority on us and where we're at and what we need to do to try and get the three points. But it's certainly something we're looking forward to going down to, to Fair Park and we're looking forward to the challenge ahead. Focused professionalism is wonderful to see, isn't it? We've moved a long way for caravans and dugs, haven't we? It's fantastic, man. It really is. And hedges and all that, you know, and fucking you learn from it and again and... Oh, he's a breath of fresh air, that man. Honest to God, I'm surprised he's no good. I, just, I, I don't know. I just think he's quality. I'm sorry, I'm in awe of the man, and uh, I can't wait to see him get his hands on that trophy because he deserves it. Uh, for three years of taking us from the abyss to fucking glory again, you know, and I can't believe you're doing it. It's it's funny because less than twelve months ago. We're sort of thinking he was maybe heading into the abyss. After Tynecastle, you're thinking, where, where did the club go for here? And I think in a roundabout way has helped, helped him and Rangers reset, hasn't it? Aye, aye. It's, it's we, we produced the virus. Jimmy Bell went about and <laughs> spread it about Glasgow's East End. You know, fuck all the day with them going to Dubai or anything like that and being silly and, flying, and players flying out in the middle of the fucking season to go for a jolly up and... Whatever it was, he went to Benidorm or something. You know, it was Jimmy Bell done it. <laughs> Jimmy Bell, good on him. God Legend. bless Jimmy. Legend of a man. Legend of a man. Well, um, obviously, Stephen Gerrard. We'll hear. We'll hear a wee bit more about Gerrard about um, the kind of the injuries that we've got and, and players coming back in. But it was nice to hear him say about Ryan Jack possibly being involved. I think we have missed Ryan Jack in, in this wee spell. We've all said, and I, th- I think. I don't think we can be overcritical, right? And I'm not saying Paul has been, but I don't think we can be overcritical because we haven't been at our fluent best. However, we've been doing enough to win games and, and win games convincingly, really, if we're honest. You know, there's not really been much that's, that's, that's came close to us. I mean, people talk about the Celtic game. Once McGregor makes it safe for Christie, they'll never need his goal again. Right? It's as comfortable a 1-0. It's for all these, they might have had more possession than this. That's nothing if you can't convert any goals. Right, so and Callum McGregor fulfilled a lifelong dream by scoring a goal at Ibrook for Rangers against Celtic. So good for you, son, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> the rest, the rest of it, Rangers have been comfortable in every game. So I, th- I think Ryan Jack coming back in there offers that wee bit of protection, Buzz, just in that front of that back four that 
we're comfortable with Ryan Jack there. He mops up. You know, if there's anything coming down, our throats for you know, a counter-attack or if he needs to shuffle out to cover for, for Tav or for Bonavaricic, he's usually the man on, on the case. I'm a massive Jacko fan. Absolute massive fan. Uh, since he came in, we've somehow harnessed that raw fucking energy and and got that focus correct as well because he was a bit of a, a loose cannon a wee bit at times as well with Morelos and, you know, they've managed to, you know, rein them in and, you know, get them playing right on that line. Do you know what I mean? But they, they keep their focus, but they keep the same intensity. Jacko, for me, is one of the best players and uh, most consistent players that we've got. Him and Kamara, link up between him and Kamara is something else. You don't even need to look to see where each other are. It's like, you know, uh, telekinesis almost. No, it's telekinesis. Telepathic. Telekinesis is lifting objects for your mind, isn't it? Telepathic. It's like telepathy. You know, they can read each other's minds. You know exactly where each other is. Lifts people out the road, mate. Lifts people out the road. Just lifts people out the road, mate. <laughs> just see you, just go out the road. Uh, I love Ryan Jack. And in the past couple of years as well, he's actually shown he can be more of a, an, an offensive threat as well as, you know, the hard work that he puts in defensively. So I'm looking forward to him getting back. You know, I'm sure that the squad are looking forward to him getting back as well. But I am a massive Jackal fan. Massive. And just a just a while we're on that note, I know a mate Seven's watching for uh, Aberdeen. He's still raging at uh, Jacko. Still raging at him. Listen, mate, let the hate go. Let it go. Right? Like, the, the honestly, <laughs> they honestly hate him because I, apparently he said something about how he wasn't going to sign and all that. Blah blah blah. I don't know if that's true, but you know what I mean. Seven and the rest of the Aberdeen fans that are watching, because I know hundreds and thousands of these like to watch. Let the hate go. Move on. Jacko, so, I love you, man. So that means then that McInnes is a hero because he turned us down and stayed where he is. So he must be a hero. 100%. As we, as we said, um, as we said uh, there's a parallel universe somewhere where Ryan Jack took the job and Stevie Major scored for his there to equalise with St Johnson and that's what we're talking about tonight how Stevie May saved the day against St Johnson one each thriller at McDermott Park people were saying what I was saying about caravans and dogs and all that there that Stoke Guinness memories but can you imagine how it could have been if Derek no I can't imagine how it could have been if Derek McInnes had taken the job Steve McDermott coming in and everybody was going nah, he's never managed before he's never, I bet you forgot one small point He's Stephen fucking Gerrard. <laughs> yeah. And he commands the respect wherever he goes. And we love him to bits. And I can't wait, as I say, to see him that trophy. See, he's Derek he's What's that? Scott, see what Sorry, mate. Sorry, it was breaking up a wee bit there. Sorry if I interrupt you something there. No, on you go, mate. On you go, you want it. I think Derek, Derek put it perfectly earlier when we were talking about, um, you know, the downward spiral and it was, there was a time where Gerard looked as if maybe, hey, by the way, maybe, you know, because he was saying things like, I need to go away and reevaluate things and all that. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's saying that, oh, I'm away, but, you know, for a, a, a time there, it was particularly scary and I think, you know, talking about how the improvement of our players, Kamara, you know, for example, or Conor Goldson or Tav and all these guys, we're talking about the, the improvement made by the players. We're talking about the improvement made by the team as a whole. But I think we also need to look at the improvement of Stephen Gerrard as a manager uh, and also Gary McAllister and the management the, the management as a whole. 
they've also got better as, as we've progressed. So I know everybody sees the team in the pitch, and that's the main thing that people are looking at. But uh, you know, as Derek, as Derek rightfully pointed out, there was a point where you know Gerard could have went and, and look how far he's came as well. So I think we definitely need to give some sort of credit to the management team and how how much they've learned as well, and how how much they've improved. I think. 100%. I think also it's not just people. People can see the finished product on the park of what Gerard's team is now. We've recruited very, very well, uh, and he's got a really good team, and they're full of confidence, and they're playing some outstanding football. Um, and I don't, I, I don't want to come across as critical early on. My point was that we played an awful lot of matches, played with slightly jaded and stuff like that. But it's not just what's on the park. I think um, if you look at uh, the club as a whole. Gerard has instilled a sense of professionalism and he's brought in some fantastic backroom staff and it has elevated the club from the grassroots level up, from the youth all the way up to the first team because they've all got the same ethos. They all train the same way, they all play the same way and that includes the women's team as well. They now, they now, they now train at Ochenhowie. They use the same facilities. I saw that. They all, they, they all, they all, it's, it's all the same. So it, it's it, it's literally a one club ethos, and it's and it's everything's going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Building a little uh, a little stand at the training pitch for the youth matches for the for the and dugouts and stuff like that, enhancing the training facilities up at the up at Ochenhowie, re, re, redoing everything within there, all the dressing rooms, the canteen, everything. Even the home dressing room has been completely gutted and refurbished. Everything like that would not have been done. It's just Gerard wasn't there to, to sort of force us on and say, actually, we need to bring the club, maintain its traditions, its values, but bring it into the, the, the modern day. And I think for if you have players coming in and from, from the minute they walk in the training ground and, it's, and it is of A1 standards and everything is provided for them, they're going to perform to their very, very best when they walk in that park on a Saturday, a Sunday afternoon, or a Wednesday or Thursday night for European matches. If they have the best in training, they're going to provide the best on the park. And that's it, very simply. By the way, I think Billy puts it right here, right? He thumbs it up. He says, I remember that time I was hoping he was going away to reevaluate how to improve and not decide to move on. I think what I felt at that time with Gerard was go and reevaluate the squad and see who's letting you do. Mm. Every single week, you know, because there was culprits out there that were letting him down constantly, and he was being loyal to them, and it was commendable, obviously. But you, you, there's comes a time you need to be ruthless, you need, to, and, and he's he's starting to get like that, really. And it's nice to see, um, and then Billy goes on to just fuck a fantastic comment out by saying Gerard's even looked a bit poorly vegetables. Yeah, can I just put this comment up here? And it says Gerard's yeah. always been the man for the job. If anyone just finds honest with themselves. Range was never going to be a quick fix given the previous shambolic regimes and, and dung that was signed. And I quite agree with that. That's pretty much the point I was trying to make. He came in and he inherited a squad that was very poor, very lightweight. Uh, we had crumbling infrastructure. The stadium wasn't great. The dressing rooms were very tired and worn. The actual training facilities themselves were, although compared to most of Scottish football, were elite. They weren't really compared to what he'd come from. So an awful lot of money and time has been spent not just on the park with the playing staff, but behind the scenes as well, enhancing the club, improving things for the players. And if the players are feeling comfortable and wanted in the environment, in training every day, and when they, they go into the changing rooms, they're going to perform on the park. Think about it. If you go to your work, 
and you've got a shit place to work. You know what I mean? If buildings falling down, you know, you can't go for a proper sit down for a cup of tea, you're going to go, what the fuck? Man? You know what I mean? If you have good facilities and you're well looked after, you're going to perform better at your work. Including getting a box of Yorkies at a stadium, eh, Derek? Right. You know, you know, I love about that, that whole sketch here. The, the thing I love about that whole thing, right? Paul took about 20 minutes to say all that, and then somebody put a comment up and paid it in three lines, and then Paul says, that's what I was trying to say. Then went on for another 20 minutes explaining what the person just said in two lines that he took 20 minutes to say previously. I love that, Paul. I love that. Do you know, do you know why I've done that, Baz? Because I'm here with a microphone and people are watching me, so I can say what I want. I can, I can, <laughs> I can, I can stretch it out for as long as I, you know, because like yourself, you know what I mean? Egotistical. Is <laughs> 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 uh, you know, like yourself, eh? He got your head ass. Well, you know, but, you know, I learned from you guys. Lads, can I just say, can I pause the pod a wee minute just to say, can I take a wee? Has everybody got a drink in that? Aye. Aye. Because there's a, why am I, why, somebody just texted me that reminded me that I'll give a wee shout out. Somebody that I know actually lost a good friend this week. Um, it's been on the cards for a while, but lost a good friend this week. So I just want to see RIP Terry Monroe. Terry Monroe. Terry Monroe. Cheers, Terry. You were a wonderful fantasy, but. Just no game through me. Who's got ego testicles? That's <laughs> sick. It's all of it. Um, again, we're going to hear from big, the big sexy Swiss boy that plays up front for us. What's his name? Big Cedric. Big Ced the Ted. He's going to tell us about what the players are, how the players are keeping focused by. Hopefully, they're not talking about the title yet until it's won. Yes, I think it's important to just focus always on the next game. So we have so many games this season. Uh, we play every three days, so we have to focus always on the next game. And I think that's important. That's why um, every player so well at the moment. He's got great hair, but he's a man of few words. Is it Cedric? <laughs> Cedric's a man of few words. A bit like me. <laughs> Paul will actually sum up now what said meant. <laughs> I find that, do you know that, that clip actually played? <laughs> and I can prove it because he was wearing a face mask. That's, that's true. Right. Cheers for expanding my point, Paul. Forgive me for the following comparison, but Gerald Rangers is like that saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, yeah. that's the point I was trying to make. You see, what the point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Mad, mad. Um, going in here, though, Paul, what's it? you said 2-0 for Sunday. Aye, you know. So now, Derek. I think I put. I think because uh, I do a wee, a wee tip every week. I think I put Rangers minus two point five goals. I'm sure. Um, so I, I'm expecting we score a, a, a few goals on Sunday. Um, I'm going to see three 0 Three 0 <clears throat> Three 0 would be. Uh, wait, why did I put that coming up? I meant that one. I said the Ted. I'm on a few words, but bang on time. I'm going to go for um, three or four. I think we'll go for three, three or four. Oh, look at I just said about you. I just saw that. Yeah, you does feel so, mate. It's quite alright. I can hold one amongst this show of shite. Jillian, he's no hard done by. Believe me, right? Believe me, he's no hard done by. What do you mean hard done by? Not at all. 
he's not hard done by. Um, so th- this weekend, we'll talk about Gerard maybe again as a wee, a wee injury update. So we're going to let the manager speak and do that, and then we'll comment on that because there's four or five things we've got to take account for. This Nicely, week. he's had a, an update off the surgeon again in the last few days. Uh, George Edmondson has had a small procedure done around the hernia area, so he'll be missing for three to four weeks. Um, Scott Arfield's progressing well. Um, his step is rehab up in terms of the gym um, and activities that he's doing, so he's in a positive place. Uh, Kemar Roof should be back in full training in the middle of next week, all being well. Um, Ryan Jack is back with the group now. He's done his first full session with the group yesterday. He'll train again this morning, um, so we welcome him back. That's a big boost for everyone. Um, will he be involved against Motherwell is the decision I'll make probably after today's session um, that might be one we have to be patient for a little bit longer with but he is back in the group and for sure he'll be involved next week but we'll see how he looks this morning before we make a decision on Motherwell Our thoughts on the rest obviously he's saying that Kim Arruf will be back in training next week. I think that's positive because we didn't really know about Kim Arruf. It was it, some people were saying, "Oh, is it going to be tactical?" Other people were saying, "No, oh, he's injured." So obviously he's had that thigh. I think it was a thigh injury. Paul, that, that's positive. He's back next week. Uh, it was, it was not. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was a quad injury, wasn't it? He had yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very positive because I mean he's been since he, he, he had a slight injury at the beginning of the season. Then he got a couple of matches. Now he really kicked on, and he's been he's been kind of pivotal to us. I mean his. His link-up play has been fantastic, and some of the goals he scored. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think we aside, uh, Lee's aside, I mean, he's been he's been fantastic for us. He's been a, a great signing. So it's good to have to know that he's going to be back training next week, and then obviously, probably the week after, available for selection. All being well, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, Derek. I suppose that's that's probably something that, that a lot of people don't take into. I mean, Peter Lowell's stupid comments about COVID affecting them more than any other club. I'm sure Patrick Thistle, Hearts, and others like them will take a wee bit of you know issue with that. I would think we've also had maybe not all right Phil Hollander with COVID problems, and then Jordan Jones and um, George Edmondson through their own stupidity. Fair enough, nothing to do with the club. But we've had a fair few injuries by the way this season, and the fact that we've rocked it in our head by the that's testament to the boys who are, who are chatting with the bit to come in and take the place, you know, with those that have, that have went out injured. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we've seen, just to, to bring up one player, Hadji's come back in from, uh, I mean, yep. he was playing sort of cameos, wasn't he? Now he's playing a, a major role in the last few games. So he's come to the fore. Um, I don't think we've seen uh, the best of Zungu yet as well. I think he's just played a few few cameos. Uh, but you're right, we've been talking about Ryan Jack, who's been out for a farewell key player. Um but the players that have stepped in in their place have, have not let the not let the side down, haven't they? It's, it's good. That, I mean, the centre half position has been terrific. Um, goals in the side. You don't. You're not really bothered if Hollander or Balligan plays, aren't you? You know that either of them will do a job in there. Um, yeah. And like you say, Hollander's been out for a, for a fair bit. Balligan's been out himself as well. But um, they've covered that really well. Barisic, I know, has been out for. A wee bit. Bassey's come in and done well. Um, that's the Mirren League Cup match aside. But um, I think it's, it's been a whole squad effort, hasn't it, this, this season? I think it's, they've not been relying on it like the 11 or 13 players. It's been a whole sort of squad that, that, that's been uh, that's done well the whole, in the campaign so far. Nathan Parsons, another one. Um, he had the answer, remember, for 
That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's so right. He's another one, but he's came in. He came in for for Tavernier, didn't he? In the, uh, the late Poznan game. So there's another one that's come in and 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 not put a foot wrong. So um, I think everyone should be should be quite happy with the with their efforts so far this season. It's not one that you would say that really should be doing a bit more. I know we touched on Greg Stewart, but he's he, uh, game time. I, I would be surprised if he was still at Rangers come the end of the window. Yeah, I quite agree with you. I think I think it's done. You, you can't. There's not a single um, member of the squad you can really criticise. They've all played their part, um, and even if the, even if it's been limited, um, now that it's been, I don't know, it's just a different mentality. We're a different animal. We're a different beast, and that's just it's something. It's like it's like the Rangers of 20, 20 30 years ago. It's a it's a glorious, glorious thing. But as I know, somebody. <laughs> Sorry, mate. On you go. On you go. It's coming to you anyway. Well, I was just going to touch on pretty much elaborate on what uh, Derek and Paul were speaking about there. Look, see a couple of seasons ago, see if uh, Ryan Jack was injured, see when he was fit, he was right back in the team. See now we're in a we're in a situation where players get injured, suspended, and somebody else comes in. These players coming in aren't they just there to make the numbers up until that person's fit? They're fighting for that jersey every single week. And when these players become fit or become available, they they then need to fight to get that jersey back. Now, if you look back at the beginning of the season, Alan McGregor was injured. John McLaughlin came in and played absolutely amazing for several games. McGregor was then fit, and then it was like, by the way, mate, you're going to need to wait your turn. How can you how can you drop John McLaughlin when he's playing at that level? So, so McGregor had to wait his turn, and it's going to be the same for Ryan Jack. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him back in there. Uh, but when you've got players. Like Davis, who's playing out his skin now. When you look at certain players like Morelos, gets a lot of attention. A because of his antics, A because he's scoring goals, A because of his antics, A because he's scoring goals, A because of his antics, B because he's scoring goals, or C because he's no, C because he's no scoring goals. He's getting a lot of the attention, right? And, and K because of his Colombian and uh... right, all that or whatever. And then you've got players like Tav, Barisic, Arfield getting all the headlines. It's very hard. It's very so it's very easy to miss a player like Davis out. And I think Stephen Davis has been one of the best players of the season. He's so consistent and he just goes about his business extremely quietly and he, he plays at that that high level. But because everybody else is doing all these other things, he's, he's kind of overlooked a wee bit. But uh, to summarise, to sum up, uh, with Derek and Paul were saying it's going to be very difficult for players who've been injured to try and get back into the team because we've got that many players that can now play at that level. Do you know something? People have actually said that I am the uh, Stephen Davis of the podcast, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> consistently consistently at a high level, you know, and I'm so professional. Consistently consistent. Exactly, yeah. It's just because you're the oldest, mate. Exactly, there is that as well. I was just going to say that, yeah. 300 podcast appearances. Yeah, and by the way, it is his 300th appearance for his, his, his <laughs> which is a tremendous, a tremendous achievement. Thanks for setting me up for that, Paul. Thank you. You're um, welcome. <laughs> Professional, on point. It's a team effort, mate. It's a team effort. Absolutely. But somebody contacted you on Twitter, mate, and wanted you to raise a point. So I'm, I'm conscious of the time getting on, so crack on, mate. I will. It was um, James who just asked us to discuss a player, a former Rangers player. Uh, James, if you Twitter, asked us to discuss Lee Wallace. 
Now, Lee Wallace signed, signed for Hearts when he was 24. He's now 33. He's obviously at QPR. Um, he signed in 2011. Now, Sasa Papach was obviously our main left back at the time. So, he only made something. I thought I had it written down somewhere, but no, I don't. Uh, he made 24 starts, 30 appearances in his first season. Uh, he went on to make a total of 262 appearances, scored 25 goals, 58 of 6, 10 <coughs> for Scotland. He went out the door in 2019. Barisic had obviously been signed by then, and he was our, our main left back. Barisic had teething problems, right enough. And the backup to the left back position was John Flanagan and Andy Halliday. Retrospectively, I, I reckon I would, I would have kept him. Um, so, Jamesy just wants to know what your feelings are in terms of Lee Wallace. But Jamesy's opinion is he's one of the greatest Rangers of the modern era. Now, if you think about the, the sacrifice that that guy made, getting down to the levels, at his prime, when he could have went away quite easily to other clubs, made more money, but he never, he stuck by the club all the way through the through the leagues back up to the top flight. He's definitely made one of the biggest sacrifices. Uh, one of the most committed players of St. Rangers. So I'm a big Lee Wallace fan. I was gutted when he went. To be honest, as Scott touched on earlier on, about you can't have sentiment, you know, you need to look about the best thing of the club. However, when Lee Wallace left and then you had Flanagan as the backup, it kind of made me think maybe we should have kept Lee Wallace. I don't know. But James, you want to know what your, what your thoughts are on Lee Wallace and the impact that he had at Rangers? I think Stevie G would have kept Lee Wallace had it not been for the issues that were going on between the club and Lee Wallace. Yeah. And I think that's probably what forced Lee out the door. Now, not to promote another pod, which of course we can do because it's a pod, but if you've not listened to it, go and listen to the Kenny Miller podcast that I've done because it tells you about it tells you a lot about that day um at Hamden when we get cuffed after him and it's shit at the fan basically. He does Lee Wallace for what Kenny Miller says, Lee Wallace and Kenny Miller reacted the way any other Rangers supporter would have reacted in that situation. The way we were all reacting sitting in the stand that day. And they were only asking the questions and saying this isn't good enough, which of course it wasn't good enough for a Rangers team. How they were led to them being made scapegoats for everything, I'm, I'm not too sure. And then Murray leaves, obviously, like two or three days later. So I'm, I'm I'm unsure about how that actually came about. But Lee Wallace, as a football player, was a, was a, a great servant to Rangers, a really good servant to Rangers. I have a problem sometimes at Rangers and I feel as though the word legend gets bandied about too easily. Um, and it goes to people who are maybe undeserving of it. Uh, I love Nacho Novotny Bits, right? Love Nacho Novotny Bits. He's a, he was a great player for us. He scored many huge goals for us um, getting into the Champions League and, and goals against Celtic, etc. I just think we have to be careful with the word legends. With players, legends to me are your Sandy Jardins or your John Greggs. Or, you, do you know what I mean? They, they type the absolute Rangers royalty. That's a legend to me. And whether I could put Lee Wallace in that same bracket as, the, as they guys, I'm unsure. However, I think he should be looked upon as one of Rangers' greats for service and loyalty. When in our time of need, Lee Wallace was there to, to answer the call and fight every fight, uh, along with some. I would also play devil's advocate. My hero, as, as anybody who watches this podcast knows, is Ali McCoist. 
it didn't sit well with me that Ali allegedly still taking the same money that he did as a Premier League manager in the third division in Scotland. I don't know if that's true or no, that was alleged at the time. A lot of Ali's, you know, a lot of people have, Ali's besmirched slightly with a lot of people because of things like that and, and how that was conducted. But in my opinion, we wouldn't have a club if it wasn't for Ali, as much as he wasn't a great Rangers manager in the end. He was probably the only man who could manage the club at that time when we needed him. Everybody else would have walked, let's face it, Ali, didn't he? Because it wasn't in his makeup to walk like that when we needed him most. So I think that's Dale's advocate. That is a legend in my eyes. Some people look at it and go, no, he ruined it. Ali, to me, take away a lot of the stuff. And that. By the way, I was shouting at the screen, and all when he was giving Morelos a, bad, a hard time on Sunday, right? Because lay off him, right? He's one of us, lay off him, please. But at the same time, I don't know. Paul, would you put him in a legend bracket? I don't think he's in the legends blank bracket just now. However, I think once we're in 55, the journey's complete. History will treat Lee Wallace very, very kindly. And I think he probably will be put into the legends bracket for his sacrifices and what he done for the club. I mean, he stayed, he, he basically sacrificed his Scotland career. He could have gone to he could have gone to any English club, be it Premier League or in championship. Down in England, and made a very made a very uh, wealthy man of himself and his family. But he chose yeah. to stay with Rangers. Yeah, he was in a decent wage up here, but he could have made an awful lot more money down south, especially especially if he'd have got Scotland caps. Do you know what I mean? Because he would have got more and more Scotland caps, but he didn't. But he chose to stay with us. He became the captain, and he led us up to the leagues. Yeah, it ended uh, not the best acrimoniously, uh, and it's a shame the way it did end. And I think that will. Irrespective of whether he's right or wrong, the very fact that it's there, you know, and it ended that way, it, that that's going to taint anything ever so slightly. But I do believe that when the journey is complete, and Tavernier hoists the Premier, Premier League trophy above his head like that, a way of fucking cheating, we will all look back to Wallace very, 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 very fondly for his sacrifices that he made to the club. And I think history will treat him well. And I think I can see him. Maybe not immediately, but within 20 years, possibly been inducted into the Rangers Hall of Fame for what he'd done for the club in our hour of need. And, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll applaud that if it happens. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against that at all. I think he's deserving of a place in our Hall of Fame for what he did in sticking by the club because, as Paul says, he sacrificed the Scotland career there as well, which would have earned him more money because he's mere caps, he's, he's you know, he's mere chased, you know, by other clubs. And, and he did, and he gave us, he gave us some service, basically. Uh, but I hope to God. Again, it's hard because you don't know the facts and you don't know what we said, guys. So you can't really say that. But Derek, what's your views on Lee Wallace? Because speaking to speaking to Kenny Miller, there apparently, according to Kenny Miller, there was nobody else in the world who hurt more than Lee Wallace that day. Eh, uh, it's a tough one. The, the fairy tale. And you would, would like Lee Wallace to have, to have be here right now and to see it through with the whole journey because he's been there from the, the start, hasn't he? Um, yeah. I was I was a big fan of him. I thought he was a, a tremendous player. I, I was saddened the way that sort of his career ended. Um, he wasn't given a proper send off. I mean, it all sort of ended. Um, I think it was his last game when he brought on. Mind they're playing Mother when he got brought on as a sub, and Mother had a corner and they scored. Yeah. And and he was, you're thinking, and it just sort of ended sourly, didn't it? And he wasn't getting a look in. 
Um, but when he was on his game, I think under Warburton, he was he was absolutely sensational. Him and Tavernier down both flanks were were cracking. Um, a bit like Barisic and Tavernier now, actually, they were sort of competing for goals and what have you. Um, yeah. And he's went down to QPR and he's done well as well. He's, he's scored a, I might have scored a screamer last season, I'm sure it was. Uh, an absolute oh, beauty. why? Yeah, I see the box. Yeah, yeah Delta. So, so he's still got it at a really good level. Um, but it's just unfortunate it sort of ended the way it did. Um, I'm not privy to what happened at, at, at that 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 game at hand, and I'm not too sure what went on. Only they know and the, the players that are in the in the dressing room know. But um, it would be good to have them there. But you'd, you'd only be having them there for sentiment, sort of sake, weren't you? I mean, Barisic is for me is 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 an upgrade now on what Lee Wallace uh, is. So I don't think you can argue on the park. It would just be. It would be nice to have him there, but I'm sure there'd be folk that would love to have Andy Halliday and Kel Lafferty and all that, and they're just for the the party when the league title gets um, gets dished out. But um, I don't think we can sort of dwell on it so much. Well, oh, as you could say, Andy Halliday as well would be worthy of being. I, I totally agree. This is where we need to get rid of the sentiment thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. I mean, I would just I would just have a team of fucking you know staunch Strangers fans, but are we going to win anything? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> This is the back four. Fucking hell, man. I would be like, listen, lads, I'm starting up front today, right? Just so we You're over six foot, so you'd have to centre back. I've seen a picture of Derek next to Betty Cotman. You're over six foot. You need to centre back. Obviously, you'll have to be left back. Uh, in the dressing room, Scott. I'll be right back. There you go. Okay. I thought you were putting yourself up front there, Paul. I was like, oh, I can see where this is going. We're all getting put the same balls. Balls are way up front. But uh, see, just to touch on the Lee Wallace thing, there was a game, I can't remember. It was at Ibrooks and Motherwell. I can't remember. But there was loads of rumours going about that Lee Wallace was leaving. He was going to another club. And he walked off the pitch and he was he was making hand signals to the, the Rangers fans. And he was doing that with his hands like a book. That and he's like, the don't believe he's, 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 he's done that. I he's like, don't I believe what like basically saying don't believe what you're reading. The, no, it was something about the, about the shite that was in the papers. I'm I'm, right. like, I'm signing, I'm signing, it's not like yeah. No, no, what he was saying, he done that, right? And then he done that, he done that with his finger. Oh, right, right. okay. So he was saying, like the papers, the papers, and then he went like that and kissed the badge, and he's pointing to the badge. He's like, "Don't believe it, you're reading the papers." And I just thought that's that is commitment to the team, and I'm gutted for him. I'm gutted that he's not going to be here uh, to lift the 55th title. But in a way, he is part of it. You know, like he might not be there lifting that fucking trophy, but when Gerard and Tav lift that trophy, he's in the foundations that they're standing on. You know, I mean? yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's definitely part of that title. I exactly, and I'm sure I'm sure in time the Rangers fans in the club will remember the, the, the sacrifice that he made. So I he gets pass marks for me, Lee Wallace. So I wish him well. Yeah. Good luck for you in Davis. And cheers, Jamesy. Thanks very much for, for bringing that up. Yes, and anybody else, by the way, that wants to talk about it every week, just get in touch with one of these and we'll bring it up. Sadly, I think we're kind of out of time for the night because that's an hour and a half. I ain't talking, but um, <coughs> I, I just hope the Rangers win on Sunday and we keep the bandwagon going on again. And if they lose, if they drop points, it'll not affect much for us in terms of winning titles, but it'd be a fucking laugh again, lads. And I'm sure <laughs> Super Scrubber would be red hot again next week, which we would all love to hear again. Um, so 
thanks very much to everybody um, for joining us to, to Baz Bowski there in the top right hand corner of my screen thank you very much mate um, Paul Seas thank you you're a That's legend always. and I noticed there and I never got to say it but Billy before I go to Derek Billy keep safe mate he's been struggling with Covid since Hugman A keep safe mate and I hope you're feeling a lot better soon and, uh, absolutely you know you're, you're not alone mate there's there's hundreds of people out there that are, that are suffering the, the same horrible uh, virus. I hope that everybody that is suffering for that feels better soon. Derek, thanks very much for joining us again, mate. Nah, cheers. Thanks that, for having me on. I know that you're a professional, mate, and to drop down to your level sometimes can be a bit... <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much, mate. <laughs> Who Bolton got this weekend before we go? Uh, Cheltenham tomorrow. Uh, so uh, they've got Cheltenham. They actually beat Cheltenham a couple of weeks ago down there. Um, a sort of smashing grab. So they've got them at, got them at home on Saturday. So um, uh, you just don't know what Bolton side will turn up. It's, they're, they're sitting in, six, I think, 16th or something position at the moment. So underachieving, to say the least. See, when I was watching Match of Day, not growing up as well, they were... They were you were talking about youth for cup then, Big Sam and all that. Do you know what I mean? It's mad. Aye, 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 and all that. Uh, was it Pedersen or Hederson as well up front? Who's the boy up front? The Baldy boy. It was a kind of Baldy boy up front. He was brilliant. I always used to score against Arsenal for some weird reason. Anyway, that's after the topic. But we do uh, watch Bolton all the best as well because we'll get Derek on the pod and it's part uh, of the show. Yeah, listen, you know, I knew Derek was coming on, so I always have a wee look. You know, the funny thing about Cheltenham, they've had a similar path since uh, since Bolton. Now, Bolton bet them the last time they played 1 0. But since then, Bolton have lost a couple of games and drew a couple of games, and Cheltenham have drew a couple, lost one, won one. So they're they're both on a similar sort of, you know, in terms of performance wise, they're, they're kind of up and down a wee bit. But uh, you know, Bolton are playing at home at the, uni the stadium, the university, the University of Bolton Stadium. That's the one. Yeah, Bolton that's yeah. Doesn't mean the Reebok. It's not the Reebok, but it's the University of Bolton. You know, we're putting education first. We're putting education <laughs> in a pair of trainers. You know what I mean? So, uh, I'm expecting Bolton to win this. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it might be 3 one Bolton. I think the goal of stadiums get a wee thing. Yeah, no, all right, 2-1 Bolton. 2-1 Bolton. 1-0. <laughs> I'll go 1-0. There you go. 1-0. Get on your coupon, team. Bolton. <laughs> If, if it goes wrong, blame M. Dude, Abaz, and Derek. Anything that's said in the Battle Fever podcast, it's done to the Battle Fever podcast, mate. It's an individual thing here. What happens in the Battle Fever podcast stays in the Battle Fever podcast. Very much so. Very much so. Don't pay your mortgage, don't pay your car, don't give your kids any fucking pocket money, put the lot into the bookies and put it on 2 1. <laughs> You heard it here first. Paul, it says you do your you do your superstitious thing, please, because we've been doing it. Well, okay. It. I, and uh, I'll, what I will say is this: I'm going to flash up the screen as per John McLeish. Hope your team wins, guys. Buzz, you're closing the show. <laughs> Hashtag keep the battle fever on. Buzz, I'm not ready yet.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.